Everyone loves a good family mystery, especially one with as many twists and turns as June's journey. Step into the role of June Parker and search for hidden clues to uncover the mystery of her sister's murder. Where will each chapter take you? June's Journey is a hidden object mystery game with a captivating detective story taking you back to the glamour of the 1920s with a diverse cast of characters. After a stressful take on the valley, there's nothing more relaxing than playing a round of June's Journey. I take in all the glamorous culture of the 1920s, scandalous family secrets, and explore and even build my own vivid sceneries. So can you crack the case? June needs your help, detective. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. Hello, lovers and friends. Wishing you all a magical week and just wanted to say I love all of you because we've gotten so many fun DMs, but welcome back to another episode of Sex, Love, and What Else Matters. What's up, baby? Hey, baby. (laughs) Can't tell you how excited I am to be recording one from Indiana Mm -hmm. in my dad's basement where I grew up. I mean, I'm looking at gorgeous woods, a private lake. This shit doesn't suck. Let me put it that way. (laughs) (laughs) The dogs like it. Yeah, everyone likes it. So we're in Indiana because if you follow me on Instagram, which you all should, you would know that last Tuesday we left LA. We drove to Colorado straight through. How many hours? I slept. That one took about 15. I wasn't feeling so hot. So I slept most of the way. Normally I try to stay up and keep him company. And then we spent a little bit of time on the ranch, on Luke's ranch. And then we left a few days later and my crazy fucking boyfriend decided to drive another about 16, 17 hours straight to Indiana. Sure did. Yeah. That one was a little bit longer. It's like a flashback from December. But much better weather. So much better. Yeah, better. Better weather. (laughs) (laughs) It's always better when it's wetter. That's true. So here we is. We in Indiana. We're going to be here for a couple of days. When do we leave? We go to Michigan Thursday. Oh my God. I don't even know what time o'clock it is, what day it is. Like you guys, my brain. But yeah, we're going to Michigan to visit family, enjoying a little bit of the Midwest fall and summer mashup because we don't really get to do this very often. We don't. It's so nice to see family. And we came in, so that 17-hour, 16-whatever-hour drive to Indiana, we got in at 5.30 a.m. Eastern time, which obviously with the time change, our bodies weren't on that clock. It was more like 2.30 or 3.30. Mm-hmm. And ended up getting three hours before our lake day with all our friends in the neighborhood. Which was so much fun because I was like, wait a minute. So everyone's bringing their boat. They all have pontoon boats. Like, this is so awesome. My dogs can come. And I completely didn't realize and forgot that there's literally a lake in this neighborhood. So we drove about a a minute and a half up the street and went to the bigger lake. And yeah, just like tied the pontoons together. And it was just like, oh, fuck yeah, Michigan summer. I mean, I know we're in Indiana, but it reminded me of that Kid Rock song. Wait, that's Michigan Summer's a Kid Rock song? Yeah, he does a song to the tune of Sweet Home Alabama, and it's like summertime in northern Michigan. Oh, yeah, yeah. I gotcha. Mm -hmm. So that's what it reminded me of. So it's nice to be home after a wild summer. And you know what, guys? Here you go. Here's a little Easter egg for you. Yes, there has been a show announced 
that is a show on Bravo. It was confirmed that it was announced. And everyone in all of my Ask Me Anythings is asking for me to tell you about it. And I just can't. So there's my Easter egg. I know about it. I'm well aware of it, but we can't talk about it. So I hope that delivers enough news to you for the time being. <laughs> I think that's fair. That's right? accurate. That's true. And that's why we left. And we were done with the project <clears throat> and we left because it was like, you gotta get out right when you wrap. <laughs> yeah. That and my brother's moving to Spain for six months. I was mm -hmm. trying to get back here and see him. He's like my best friend. Haven't golfed together at all this summer. It was just really nice to see him and everything. But I want to take this back to like our lake day. Mm -hmm. We've got to touch on this because this neighborhood is kind of like an upper middle class neighborhood. Some Where you grew up. It's where I grew up. There are definitely some like desperate housewives. And therefore, I feel like there's a lot of drama, a lot of strong personalities in this yes. neighborhood. There are some fights that happen. There are friends that, you know, get there's kicked so out of friend gossiping. group. There's so much gossip. People move away. It's a reality show. It is a reality show. That's what's so crazy. We're out on the boat and talking to people and it's like, wait, what happened? Like we just ran away from California, but now at least we're like sitting on the outside listening in. But you're more familiar with all of it than I am. Oh yeah. And I with know, this group. Yeah. I know these people's personalities and everything. And it's just, it doesn't change. Something about this neighborhood has a lot of drama and... But you know? I think that's why people like reality TV because they can, and, and even if you don't watch it or the women, probably more of the women that watch it as we know, and maybe they get their husbands into watching it. But I think that the reason what I've learned over so many years of doing reality television is that it's because they can connect, even though we're in Los Angeles, right? We're in Hollywood or the Valley or whatever. And I think a lot of people in the Midwest, my friend's family and whatnot, look at it like, oh, wow, it's LA. At the same time, they can fully relate to the friend group. To the type of drama that he said, she said kind of thing. It's like, can you believe he said this about me? Yeah. And then go to his wife and say, uh, you might need to talk to your husband. He can't, I can't have him talking about me like this if we're going to be friends. Mm -hmm. Those things are absolutely happening. It happens right here in Indiana, y'all. <laughs> So we just thought that was hilarious. And also, it, you can't make this shit up. Like when we were driving to Indy, you have this big giant group chat, like many friend groups do, many neighbors do, right? And some of the friends, their daughter is someone that you used to I, I date. dated, say dated briefly. Dated yeah. briefly, right? She's younger than I am, as well as Luke is, obviously, but she's much younger than I am. And... They had mentioned that she was in town and maybe would come on the boat day and asked if that would be... Essentially, they said, I don't know if Luke and Kristen would really want that. So Luke asked me, and I'm not going to be like the Debbie Downer. Like, listen, I already won. I got him. Like, he's mine. So you I got the prize. I sure fucking did. And so, of course, I was like, it does not bother me at all. Like, it's not like some long-term girlfriend that you had some wild, toxic breakup with where it's going to be, like, horrifically awkward for you. So I just said, like, if you don't care, like, I don't care. But it was, like, a little nerve-wracking thinking. I just said, it's all good. It's all good. And I was like, man, she's young. She's probably really skinny. And she's going to have this little tiny bikini on. And I'm going to be, like, in my, my mom bod one piece. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> That's just my self-esteem talking. But she didn't end up coming on the boat. <laughs> so She did not. Yeah. there was. I'm not going to say there was any anxiety for me about it. No. I mean, 
Yeah, we weren't boyfriend, girlfriend. We didn't have this long relationship, didn't have a big nasty breakup, nothing like that. So it just is what it is. And you knew that I wasn't going to be like, so like, how was he for you? Because he's just like, you have no idea how good he is now. <laughs> what? Drop the oh, mic. Man. The petty me and me. There we are. Oh, and also, of course, I packed last minute per usual because I'm a dick like that, even though I knew we were going on this trip for God knows how long. And I forgot to pack a bathing suit. So I'm like, oh, shit, how do I, where am I going to get a bathing suit in this tiny little suburb in beautiful, like, woodsy Indiana? And Luke's, what was your response? I said, oh, I've got a kind of a collection from, <laughs> like, high school, college days that I have some parties here. And bathing suits would get left. And I've got kind of a pile in the closet, in the linen closet. And Kristen wasn't about to wear no one of these bathing suits. No. They've been washed. Yeah, but if you had had sex with any of those girls... I already had to share your penis with them. The last thing I'm going to do is share a bathing suit with them. My vagina doesn't want to get that close to a girl that you've had sex with before. Okay. It's weird. That's not a battle I'm willing to fight. So I went to Walmart. And apparently it's a seasonal thing it's out here. a very seasonal item in Indiana. And they didn't have any. So... Um, Y'all, I have been in LA for 16 years. There's no such thing as seasonal bathing suits. We have them year round, anywhere you go. You can walk into any Target or wherever last minute. So I'm like, well, here we are. I'm going to wear a sports bra. This fucking blows. But one of the neighbors came through. We have the same bod and it all worked out. Shout out to Don. Shout out to Don. Someone he has not had sex with. <laughs> Definitely have not. Not anyone in this group. Everyone's married. It's a, it's a lot of fun. It is. People. So anyway, uh, in conclusion to all of this little bit of Indiana talk, we found out there's actually a lot in this neighborhood available, a buildable lot that... Available for sale. It's for sale. And I've got some background in real estate, and this place, I think, is a steal of a price. So Kristen and I are about to put an offer in on a lot in the neighborhood I grew up in. Sure are. I mean, we made this decision while we were watching college football, definitely drinking, day drinking on the boat smoked a little something something and then the next morning luke was like are you still in or was that you said was that a drunk decision and i was like no i'm fully in like let's flip something this sounds amazing yeah so it needs some little bit of clearing work and stuff but i have the tools i've got the friends that are going to come help me we're going to clear some stuff out in this half acre lot. I think we can double or triple the value of it. Yeah. It's just a little bit of work. It's like so. our first real thing together. I mean, we have an apartment together, but it's yeah. like a, it's like a thing. Yeah. We're, it's a, like we're so a fish. It's like insane. <laughs> Without the I mean, we're buying real estate together. That's a big deal. Yeah. It's a huge deal. And I have no hesitation whatsoever. I think this is a slam dunk. Got to do it. Let's make it happen. I trust you. So that's, that's our, that's our story so far, guys. And also, well, so here's my other thing. We, <laughs> I have this thing where I've like really wanted to have sex in like Luke's like bedroom that he grew up in and we haven't done it yet. No, we hadn't before this trip. He just looked at me all weird. Okay. We hadn't before this trip because we really didn't like have time and we weren't staying here. So we did. So score for score for me. But also, Luke falls upon this book. What's the story behind the book? So this book is titled Real Sex for Real Women. On the top, it says, for women only. 
And, and it's Intimacy, Pleasure, and Sexual Well-Being. Um, this is by Dr. Laura Berman, PhD, who is obviously like worldwide well-known. I knew exactly who it was. But this book is from 2008. And why do you have this book, Luke? So I have this book. This is, this <laughs> For is from women high only. school. This is from high school. My high school girlfriend, the my high school sweetheart, dated a couple years in college. She was given this book by one of her best friend's mom's. And yeah, I don't know. It was interesting. I hadn't seen it in so long, found it under the bed or in a drawer I hadn't opened in a long time. And yeah, so we started looking through it and there's some interesting stuff. It's kind of textbook like, but very informational. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Even the cover, like the cover is like really interesting. If you guys want to look it up, Real Sex for Real Women, really cool, like textbook looking sort of educational, like Luke said, like cover. And then as we start flipping through, to be honest, I'm not, I'm not ripping on the book by any means. I'm maybe I'm not familiar with books like this, but there's like, it's pretty graphic. It's not drawings. I was expecting drawings and I don't know why I feel more comfortable with drawings when I'm reading sort of an educational book. And these are like full on photos. Like what was that photo shoot? Like how did, like, how did they cast for this? I mean, like, these are all things that are going through my mind. It's like, do you mind being completely naked on top of another person and simulating sex positions? Well, I'm curious if we got Laura on this or Dr. Berman on this Mm -hmm. podcast, I would ask her if they intentionally went for couples for the comfortability of it. Oh, interesting. You know, that could be a thing. It just, it doesn't look like it to me unless these couple, like, these people are very pretty. Yeah. Some of the, they're very good looking people that like look like that perfect, like commercial looking couple, you know, like they definitely could also do like Amazon Alexa commercial or something like that. So I feel that's why I feel just being in the world that I'm from that used to go to these commercial castings and print castings. So it's like how I'm just, I don't know. I'm curious. Like it's almost like naked stock photography almost. It's not porn. Like it's It's, not, I'd call it more like very realistic looking but pretty people. Right. It's like softcore photos. That's a good way That's to put it. That's the way I'd call it. Skinamax. Yeah. The women are topless. You can tell they're both naked. You see some butts, but you don't see vaginas and dicks. Correct. So it's yeah, not Yeah, it's not like, explicit. Yeah, you're not looking at a Hustler magazine or Touché. penthouse or whatever. It's still, it just, it not, it doesn't make me uncomfortable by any means, but it definitely caught me by surprise. So I want to um, flip to this chapter because there's something I want to talk about. So this was <laughs> the chapter Luke was like, just look at one more photo. Wait, just look at this one one more time. <laughs> so um, again, this is very educational though. Honestly, it's like a really fucking awesome book, but there's a chapter that um, includes like tried and tested sex positions. So that's when I started looking at these photos, I was like, man, you guys had to have like serious like comfort and safety and trust in the person you were doing this photo shoot with and the photographer. And I'm assuming a close set. I want to ask all these freaking questions. But on a side note, so to like wrap this up, I was looking on Instagram and obviously Dr. Emily Morse, we've had her on the podcast before. I love her Instagram. And when I was scrolling through, I saw doggy style sex positions, like the different types of doggy style. And so I was like, oh, that's interesting. There's like multiple slides. So I start going through them. And one was the wheelbarrow. And I immediately went, that's something I would never want to do. It sounds like so much work. I don't understand how that would be pleasurable. Well, that's because you're a lazy lover. I am? You really going to refute that? I mean, kind of. 
I like to be comfortable. Exactly. <laughs> but I don't want to do a fucking like keg stand like while you're behind. It's weird. So then I just started thinking about all the sex positions that I don't like. And another one that I saw while I'm scrolling through Emily's thing. So I'm like, she's probably going to come back and be like, girl, you need to try harder and you need to do this more. I, Emily, I can hear your voice right now. But also like sitting like sitting, like you're sitting on a chair or couch yeah. and then I'm just like, where can we really like move from around like in a chair? I don't know if I feel like I'm too long and lanky. That's what it is. I think I'm too long and lanky for the wheelbarrow. I think I'm too long and lanky for sitting. And like, you know, when you watch porn and the girls get in the shower and then they're like, you're facing each other, but she like jumps up on a guy and they're trying to have sex while she's like legs wrapped right. He's like holding her up. I'm like, yeah, fucking right. It's just too much work. How can you focus on the pleasure when you're like doing acrobatic athletic shit? That's why, you know, I'm willing to do the work. I didn't, I'm not, didn't I don't want to be athletic. You. Yeah, I know. I didn't mean to shame you and saying that you're a lazy lover, <laughs> but to I'm be fair. I'm not a dead fish. You're not a dead fish. You're I'm very like, vocal. You're I make eye contact. You might, might be a fish out of water, but you're not dead yet. <laughs> I'm sorry. I can get you off in two fucking seconds, but well, yeah, you're exactly. not wrong. That's why but not... you're also not wrong. <laughs> I don't I'm like. Saying... I don't want to be an athlete while I'm trying to enjoy sex. And that's fine. I was just explaining. I don't want to be a gymnast. I don't want to be an acrobat. I don't want my legs to get super sore where I'm like, I have a cramp. Ugh, like we got to stop in the middle of the orgasm. Like it just all sounds I mean, like. Would you rather go fun. to the gym or the bedroom? That's the... The bedroom. Bedroom, so... Well, sometimes the gym. It, well, both. I mean, well, the, the bedroom. I'm lying. I'm lying to myself. Are there any sex positions that you don't like? Sex positions I don't like. You um, can't tell me that it's easy to have sex, like, holding me up. Like, you standing and holding me, you know, front-facing. Like, that is so much work. There's so many better ways to do it. I mean, you're... A wheelbarrow? You, you want me to do a, a handstand? Truthfully, are there any positions you don't like? I'm not going to say that I don't like. There are some I prefer over others, but nothing I'd say what I don't like. What are the ones like. that you prefer less? Um, Mine are anything with athleticism. I'm not trying to, you know, I'm not trying to like train for the Detroit Lions football team um, while I'm getting off. Sometimes being on bottom and too much back and forth versus up and down mm. is like, not necessarily enjoyable. It's not like it's painful, but it's not necessarily enjoyable. And but it, if it's good, but if it gets you off, I'm like okay. Which I'll is ride so funny out. because for me, it's like going up and down is like mm. yeah, it's good. But I know that you like it, so I'm like oh, I'm willing to do it. Like that's when it's like you give and take. But like I'm willing to do it, but it doesn't really do anything for me. You know? Yeah, and that's I don't like, know. I just thought it was interesting. Fine. I mean, it's kind of the same thing the back and forth. It doesn't really do anything for me, but if it's going to get you off, then hell yeah, do it. Well, thank you for pretending that it does. Cause you always do pretend <laughs> that it does, which is like, you uh, makes you a really good partner. Well, you're looking right at me and I know you want to see it. <laughs> you want to see my reaction. So, That's totally course. true. I'm like, just tell me you really like it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It just, I thought it was so interesting. Um, reading about all of these and then just thinking about the shit that I hate <laughs> because trust me, I'm not being negative about sex. There are, I basically like everything else. Just, and I want to work out. That's all. I want you to work out. And then you're like, Oh, I worked out today. I don't have to go to the gym. We can spend more time together. Yay. <laughs> I'm very oh, selfish. I'm funny. not lazy. I'm selfish. Okay. <laughs> a little well, bit, a little bit of both. <laughs> 
but we can, you guys, we're allowed to talk to each other like this because we have a sex podcast and we are a couple. So no, no hating on either of us. We're, this is like, this is healthy communication <laughs> at its finest. Exactly. We don't need to like filter each other out and Mm-mm. say, oh, that's offensive. Yeah. He's, I mean, you're not wrong. It doesn't hurt my feelings. Good. <laughs> Even though my closet is pretty full, I still feel like I never have anything to wear. But that's when I found Quince and have finally given my closet the upgrade we both desperately needed. Quince creates timeless classics that never go out of style. You'll have them in your closet literally forever, which makes putting together that outfit way easier. Trust me. Quince has all the capsule wardrobe must-haves, like 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters from $50, suede and leather jackets, and silk blouses and dresses. Here's the kicker. All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. That's right, 50 to 80% less. And by partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices in premium fabrics and finishes. I love that. Luke and I got a few pieces, and they're quite possibly the most comfortable fabrics ever. Cashmere, silk, whatever you dream, they've got it. I got a pair of their sweatshirt and sweatpants, and it's literally all I can wear at home. It is so soft and dreamy. I need every single color. Take the drama out of planning an outfit and upgrade your closet with Quince today. Go to quince.com slash for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash and get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash You hear that sound? It's the sound of a sale you're missing out on because you're not selling on Shopify. And what does it sound like with Shopify? Ah, much better. Start selling with Shopify today. Shopify is the commerce platform revolutionizing millions of businesses worldwide. I use Shopify with James May. Whether you're running a garage entrepreneur or an IPO ready, Shopify is the only tool you need to start, run and grow your business without the struggle. Shopify puts you in control of every sales channel. So whether you're selling satin sheets from Shopify's in-person POS system or offering organic olive oil on Shopify's all-in-one e-commerce platform, you are covered. And once you've reached your audience, Shopify has the internet's best converting checkout to help you turn them from browsers to buyers. What I love about Shopify is how, no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S., and Shopify is truly a global force, powering Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklyn, and millions of other entrepreneurs over every size across 170 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash Kristen, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash Kristen to take your business to the next level today. It's shopify.com slash lowercase Kristen. So, but speaking of Dr. Laura, then I like pulled up her Instagram because I'm so familiar with Dr. Laura. Dr. Laura Berman, we would love to have you on the podcast. But I started looking through some of her posts and something that she posted that I really liked that sort of feeds into last week's podcast. We talked all about porn and it was so much fun and so interesting. 
and honestly, like, dare I say, educational for me, you know, just to learn more about the industry. But something that Dr. Laura says is don't use porn as your sex education. And I think it's, um, I agree and disagree. What I do agree with is for the health of a girl as a woman, as a woman, the health of self-esteem is not comparing yourself, which we did talk about on the podcast, you know, not comparing yourselves to these women and these, these scenes that are two actors performing a scene and that you're, love life should look like this performative scene every time you're having sex. Right. And it falls into the same category of like looking at these models and these celebrities and these, these women with the perfect bodies and the beautiful face and all these things that you just want to aspire for. If you take, put that into your sex life, it probably isn't going to help your self-esteem trying to live up to that level. Just yeah. in general, you're just I mean, feeling you're, that you're less than. You like, don't need no, to perform like a porn star. You don't. Exactly. And because they you are don't. actors. But the don't use porn as education, I thought was interesting because the the way I agree with it is that like don't compare yourselves in that way. That if you do, if you don't have this wild performative sex or have the bodies of some of these girls or all the hair and makeup that's done as well, the lighting and all of that. But on the other side of that, something we did talk about last week was. You had said like some of the things you learned about sex was from porn. Yeah. You do see positions that you're like, oh, that could work for us. Right. You know, or you see some things that if something turns you on, something specifically turns you on, you might want to try that specific thing. But Mm -hmm. putting on a full performance is like probably not going to happen for the average person. Right. So. Well, and also, as Dr. Emily told us when we had her on the podcast, performative sex is a fucking no, no, no. If you're having sex just to like fake your, you know, the sounds you're making and like throwing your hair back and whatever, whatever that looks like, because you're just trying to please your partner by like faking it that way, performative sex will never end up well. You need to communicate, make eye contact, like eye contact is so hot with your partner, you know, and pleasing them, obviously making sure you're pleasing yourself and your partner's doing the same. So I kind of think it's like, I don't know, I'm just, I think it's um, like playing devil's advocate. Yeah, it shouldn't be your sole education. You should have some sex education outside of porn. However, there are tidbits you can take. And that's like, I think I've told you, that's how I look at self-help books. If I listen to Mm. something about improving better habits or just some of these like memoirs, like Kevin Hart's got a great book about his life and his drive and determination and focus and how he got to where he is. And you take these tidbits. It's not like you're turning your life into his, Mm -hmm. but you try and kind of take certain themes or principles that they have and keep that out of the book, Yeah, you know? And so that's the way I think you can look at porn in a positive way and just pull the little things that you think are realistic for you, a little way you can improve something new to try. And that's, that's a good way to look at it. Yeah. You'll see what you like and what you're not into. So you know where your boundaries lie and you know where your curiosity lies. You know, I think that's a good way to look at it. Yeah, exactly. When it comes to porn in real life. So I don't know. I just thought that was super interesting. And then um, another thing, Luke, that I read that I have not told you about yet, but I'm curious your thoughts. So this was a post from Dr. Laura Berman. It's six things you should already know about your long-term partner. Okay. Hit me with it. Okay. Number one, what makes them laugh or cry? Hmm. There's a lot. 
I'm yeah, I'm like not steadily at a five. Like I'm probably I probably ride around like a solid eight on either laughing or crying. You I mean, know what I mean? You can cry from happiness, anxiety, yes. sadness. Like your the crying comes from a number of different yeah, ways. Yeah, I cry from happiness a lot. That's what I do when I'm sad. It's like my when I'm feeling sad, I watch like well, I said this on the Maggie Lawson podcast, but that I like to watch YouTube videos. Either something that's going to make me just completely out of my head and, and make me laugh, comedians, whatever it is, or I like to watch military spouses or, or like Ameri- dogs. Or America's Got Talent. I've seen you cry from oh a, such a, a incredible performance on America's Got Talent has made you cry multiple times. 100%. And I'll continue to watch it over and over and over because I know that it gets me to cry and I just feel better. Like I need to get a cry out sometimes, but I also love to laugh, so... What, what, I mean, I know you, like, I know exactly what makes you laugh and cry. And you're so weird when it comes to laughing. I'm learning, which is so, I mean, we've only been together a little over a year, right? Feels like forever in a good way. But when we were watching or we were listening to comedy, because we got, we did a whole audio book on the drive on the road trip. We tried to listen to music and we were both just like, not working for us. So let's put on like a comedy special. And I'm like, I'm the annoying person who just laughs so hard and then look at you like, are you laughing too? Do you feel what I'm feeling? And you're not. So I'm immediately thinking he hates it. I need to change comedians. Like, what do I do? But you don't laugh out loud a whole lot. No, I don't. It's got to be. I feel like it's got to be. It's hysterical or nothing. No, if you look, I'm like smiling. I'm laughing a little bit on the inside, but laughing out loud is not a normal thing for me. Unless you're in hysterics. Yeah, I've got to, it's got to get me and then I get the inhale laugh going. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) When that gets going, (laughs) then I'm cracking up for sure. (laughs) Your fucking laugh. Oh yeah. And what makes you cry? I mean, really sad personal things. Yeah. That's it. But yep. you you cry. Okay, next one. What are they passionate about? I mean, I know what you're passionate about. Hunting, fishing, being an entrepreneur, completing projects, creativity, anything that sparks creativity as far as like work stuff is involved. And I'm passionate about my close relationships with my family. Yes, very like. much so. Yeah, I take them very seriously. I yeah. don't like hurting people. Yeah. Um, and for you, you're very passionate about a lot about of things. Fucking everything. <laughs> I was going to say about a lot about of things. About a cause. Mm-hmm. About a cause. Sometimes you're very passionate about a lonely cloud in the sky. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I felt so bad for that cloud that one day. You did. I was just like... He was just off by himself, okay, but not with right. his other cloud friends. I was like, that's not cool. Maybe he needed. Maybe he needed it, though. Let me... You know, maybe I needed... To think about that cloud and go, you know what? That cloud just needed a moment to himself. It needed space. <laughs> exactly. Um, no, you're... It's that you're, damn empathy. <laughs> but really, though, you're, you are very passionate about your career. You strive for excellence. You definitely are passionate about getting better and being a better person. I think you're, like, the way you look at yourself, like, in a self-reflective way is super hot to me and also really awesome when you, you know, see things and... Um, just want to be better in all ways as far as like meeting deadlines, launching, relaunching James May and nailing everything. Like you are so passionate about that. Like that's the passion I've been seeing the most recently is James May. You are on it. It's like the biggest thing. Don't cry. (laughs) You're pulling at my heartstrings, babe. See, I cry a lot. I'm always at a fucking eight. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) That's so sweet. Okay. Um, How their family affected their growth. I mean, yeah, I think we talk about our families and, and, and know that. Yeah, we yeah. do. We've had some 
similar but different upbringings, I think. Way fucking different. <laughs> they couldn't, they're so, I mean, similar upbringings in where we came from, the Midwest and like right, our I principles guess. and things like that. Right. But as far as like upbringings with like our family, like my parents divorced when I was three. Right. Mine Very divorced when I was 21. Right. Yeah. But we know, the point is we know. Yeah. So that's good. We, we're checking off all three boxes. Next one, what their spiritual beliefs are and how they affect their life choices. We've talked about that because when considering a family in the future, it's kind of on the checklist. So absolutely, we're we've aligned. discussed it. We are we are aligned. I like that word. That's good, babe. Um, what kind of support they need when stressed? When I read that one, I was like, that's my downfall. What you oh for me yeah, yeah you try to push me instead of letting me do my thing sometimes mm-hmm. I want to fix it and you're like I don't need you to fix it I need you to just listen to what I'm saying mm-hmm. if I want you to help I'll let you know but if I don't please trust me and I'm like but I'm gonna fix it anyway so I and kind then of you get frustrated at least I'm aware like, why though. can't I fix it <laughs> so I am aware of what kind of support you need I don't necessarily give it to you always the way that you want it with you is not always the same i mean i try to i'll force you to give me a hug sometimes when you're pushing me away wonderful though and sometimes you are strong enough to push me away that i can't do it (laughs) because i think you're gonna smack me (laughs) you never you never have but i try to grab you and you push me away i'm like kristen just take a breath and give me a hug yeah and think a little bit like let it calm down no i'm just gonna be sad by myself where everything's the world's falling apart everything's awful sometimes the world fucking falls apart man you just got to be there and then like five minutes later when i get over it i'm like okay you're right i feel better there's that's i feel like the best thing for anybody when you're having a like freak out moment spiraling downward everything's going wrong everything's gonna fall apart if you've got a significant other there give him a tight hug take a a friend or a friend yeah a big hug a few deep breaths mm-hmm. and that'll reset yourself because you're not taking those deep breaths. You're not getting that oxygen that you really need. And that's why you're also freaking out. Dude, totally. Remember when I read, I forget how, where I heard this from, but in moments of like, not necessarily even panic or anxiety or like, but like sadness or just kind of like a bit of turmoil, it's to take one big deep breath and then another small one and then exhale as hard as you can. And it's like, number one, I think you're taking your focus off of everything because you have to focus on that. But it really is like the oxygen going to your brain and along and with calming that, your nerves. I used to do yoga and with yoga, breathing is a huge part of it. So it's always you absorb the most ox- oxygen when you breathe in through your nose and out through your mouth. Mm-hmm. You take a deep breath in through your nose, hold it and exhale slowly through your mouth. And do that. If you can do that a few times, it really is very centering. Yeah, I'm not really into yoga unless I'm getting my vagina waxed. Because <laughs> then she goes, okay, let's do yoga. Oh, Anywho, man. and shout out to my waxer, Alexis, for helping me do yoga when I get my vagina waxed. Um, next is, or the last one is, how they charge their emotional batteries. Okay, before we get to that, I just oh, okay. had a visual I got to ask you about. Okay. <laughs> so do they have the stirrups, like the o- no. OBGYN <laughs> no. when you get waxed? They're like, here you go, prop no. these feet up. I lay back on a table with my arms, I'm doing it right now, guys, uh, in a chair, which is awkward, underneath my knees, and then I interlace my fingers while I'm laying back. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So my knees are like outward, kind of spread, and then I'm like holding my legs up with my arms. Okay. And that way she can get down to the b hole. Get it all. Yeah, exactly. Get it all out of there. Yeah. Okay. 
Gotcha. Oh, speaking of the B- so wait, real quick. Speaking of the beehole, I asked, what did I try to bet you, or did I just ask you if you would do it? Wax your beehole. Like, what would it take? Oh, you tried to just for fun. You tried to convince me to do it just for fun. Like, I, I dare you. I I triple dog dare you to get your beehole waxed. That doesn't work on me. Uh, there <sighs> needs to be some sort of financial compensation if I'm getting my asshole waxed. What about sexual compensation? It's got to be a lot. Okay. We'll talk about it another. We'll think about it. We'll we'll get back to you guys. Okay. Okay. So the last one is how they charge their emotional batteries. You, golfing, fishing, hunting, something you can do that makes you super happy out in nature. Well, you, you barely seen me. I need to find an ultimate frisbee league in Los Angeles because that is when I'm on a field and I'm playing. I like just rec leagues. It's fine. I don't need to try to compete at the highest level anymore. And. I'm such a Jersey chaser. It's just like nothing else exists when I'm on the field. Time doesn't exist. Yeah. Except when I look up at the clock, if it's going down, like otherwise I don't know what time of day it is. Nothing else matters. It is so good to like exert myself in a sport that I'm good at. And I believe that I I just saw it. So refreshing. No, sorry to interrupt you. But like I, I, the reason I'm like quick to totally agree with you. I just saw this like video on NFL something or other on Instagram. And it was, I can't remember which teams were playing, but it was this past weekend. And they, you know, they have like mics. Some of them have mics mm-hmm. attached to them. And it was like something about like professional athletes are still like little boys at times. And it was like two guys from two different teams talking to each other. And he was like, man, like something along the lines of like, man, we're, we're, we get to play football. This is what we do for a living, man. This is so much fun. I was like, that's so cool. (laughs) It is. It's badass. It's really cool that they're like having that conversation on the field, you know? Uh And then the same people like opposite teams were talking to each other and they were like, he was like, oh, you're going to get some, bro. He's like, you don't, you want, you want to get this? He's like, you're going to get this son. And they were like, but it wasn't serious. It was playful. And it was just like, that's rad. They are so freaking happy out on that field. So I can feel your passion and your energy like that that would be something for oh, you. I love it. I mean, the, that like more mild shit talk, it, it's somewhat shit talk is playful and fun, but right. I'd match up with somebody that's my friend from another team that maybe I played with on a club team, like yeah. coming from college to pro and everything. And we like catch up a little bit, but I'm like, hey, so you know, I'm about to burn you deep. Like I'm going to score on you right yeah. here. And he's like, yeah, we'll you're see. You're recharging yeah. your emotional batteries because you're doing something. Your your endorphins are pumping, right? Serotonin boost is happening. There's no way you can be sad or pissed off when you're doing something that you love like that. So basically what I'm telling everyone is like, I'm recommending doing something that you love. Like, for example, if Luke and I ever get into like a tiff or whatever, or if I, or let's just say, because we don't really argue often, or if I'm just having a bad day and he goes to the range I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go play my keyboard right now. Like, don't sit here and scroll on my phone. Don't play some games. Take away my... I'm like a child. Like, I'm taking away my own screen time. And I'm going to, like, play my guitar. And I'm going to play my keyboard. I'm going to do something different that makes me, like, feel happy. I think that's how you get out of a funk. And then you have a happier life and better sex life and a happier relationship. And it just kind of... You got to allow each other that time to like reset especially when you're arguing over nothing which is what most arguments are in long-term relationships and marriages it's over something small that isn't the biggest deal so go do something blow off steam come back in a better mood move on yeah amazing um okay i want to in the words of andy cohen switch gears okay let's switch i need to talk about what we've been talking about what the whole 
fucking world has been talking about. We get to talk about football. Yes. Sort of. Kelsey and Swift, and I'm not talking about DeAndre. Taylor Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. We called it. I thought it was happening. Jason Kelsey, his brother, said it on a podcast that it was, he essentially like confirmed it. But we watched the Kansas City Chiefs play and there Taylor is in Kelsey's suite next to Mama Kelsey. It looks like the real deal to me. I am so fucking happy because I am a Swifty. I am a hardcore Swifty. I'm also on an all-girls fantasy league. I have three leagues this year. Luke has like a trillion, five. But I am in my all-girls fantasy league. I am one of two out of 12 girls that is a hardcore Swifty. So we're reading, you know, all the other girls are just kind of like hating on this matchup. And I'm like, this is fucking awesome. Two of my favorite like people that I don't know are dating now from two of my favorite worlds. This is brilliant. And if they do break up, if they don't end up together forever and ever and ever, there will be a whole album about him. And there will be a song about the friendship bracelet with his phone number on it. And there's going to be a song about like the touchdown that she said, let's fucking go. And there's just, oh God, I'm so excited. Let's hope it doesn't come out. I feel like they're both, they're the same age. Look, they're probably Kelsey, unfortunately, because the way the NFL works is towards the ends of his career. He's got a couple years left. I, I hope they settle down and have kids and have some beautiful, very talented children. Like I hope, Their kids I hope the best be for them. So hot and so talented. Yeah. Like, are you kidding me? They would have all of her like creative and musical ability and also have his athleticism. And he's so funny. Oh my God. It's a match made in fucking heaven. Yeah, let's not, not count so. their chickens, but I... I uh, look, I'm knocking on wood. I don't want to jinx it, but I am, I am I, as the kids say, I stan <laughs> Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. So yeah, Travis and Taylor, if you somehow come across this podcast, I know it's probably unlikely, but <laughs> I want to wish... I follow you both. I want to wish you both the best. I, I think you guys are, seem like a good match. And I'm a fan of both of yours. Sort, I mean, I'll say sort of. I'm not a Swifty. No. But I don't dislike Taylor Swift. No, you think she's very talented and pretty. She's very talented, very successful. She's attractive. She's a good person. It's not my genre of music. Correct. Which is totally but, but I'm fine. But I'm not a hater. Yeah. I'm not a Swifty. So. And I love that he wore the 1989 pajama things. Ugh. Like, stop. The only thing that annoyed me was like... I know Taylor loves her fans so, so, so much, but there was something we watched where they were like, someone's Instagram, it was like fans were convinced she was hiding in this like popcorn case thing. Remember the metal, the steel metal thing? And they were, and the girl was wheeling the popcorn thing around. I showed you it. I have no idea what you're talking about. You weren't watching it with me. They were like, Taylor's in there. I know she's in there. They thought she was hiding in this like giant steel case, kind of looks like a giant gun safe, a metal steel thing, and like a like a popcorn holder, and it was like the size of a human, and all these fans were just all surrounding, and I'm like, y'all, come on, you don't think she just goes in where the football players go in? You you don't think that she has like a private elevator and then she just goes up to his suite? She at least had an like, escort, hello. escort to the suite. She yeah. had a couple of security guards walk her there. I just thought it was so cool and so exciting. And I feel like it's so exciting and fun for her. Like I could feel, 
I'm just, I love her so much, but I, when he got the touchdown and he did his little dance and then she's like, let's fucking go. And like bangs on the, on the glass from the suite. And I'm like, how fun and exciting is that little honeymoon, like fun romance butterfly stage. And then they leave in the little cool, like convertible car. She apparently, supposedly, allegedly paid for the restaurant they wanted to go to. She paid for all of the patrons food so they would leave. And then it was like her, Kelsey, his parents, and some other football players and friends. And they like rented out the restaurant for the rest of the night. Allegedly, that's what I heard. Right. Um, which I think is a baller bomb ass move. And if I had her kind of money, it's exactly what I would do. I've, I've got to say, I have heard multiple accounts of Kansas City fans being very respectful of players. However, Taylor Swift changes that whole algorithm a little bit, like her being part of it. But mm-hmm. I know that, like, Pat Mahomes, he's gone in there with Brittany and family to a, a restaurant, eaten by himself, and not had anyone approach him during his meal. And out of respect and appreciation for all the people of Kansas City that were there, he bought all their meals anyway because oh, they didn't so come cool. up to him. He just they were able to eat in peace and feel normal and he, yeah. he bought he paid for all their meals because he said and he stood up before he left and he said, This is why I love Kansas City. Oh, I love that. That's gonna make me cry. Oh that's so sweet. Oh, I just fucking love good people, being with good people and Anyway, as good as they are, and as a football fan, it's hard yeah. to hate the Chiefs. I mean, I love the Chiefs. They're a competitor for my favorite team, the Colts, and they are going to be a good team for a very long time. But I can't hate them like I hate the Patriots. I can't do it. <laughs> anyway, we stand Travis and Taylor, and I also think they're an amazing matchup because of their careers. Both of them have a very demanding career. And they're used to having a demanding career. So I think it's maybe even easier to date someone with an also a demanding career. You understand each other. I agree. You know? Totally. And yeah, all the haters. I mean, I don't know. I'm not going to... I've read a lot of things about girls he's dated in the past, like from Catching Kelsey. Um, I know that girl has spoken out about things. She said positive things about Taylor. But it's like, I don't know, dude. Do you really need to like put him on blast when you dated him seven years ago, just to tell Taylor, be careful. Once a cheater, always a cheater. Um, I think I don't agree with once a cheater, always a cheater. Yeah. I don't agree either. People can grow up. And I also think Taylor has been through her guys and she doesn't need advice from an ex-girlfriend from seven years ago of Travis Kelsey's. I think she's not really give a shit about that comment. 100%. Boom. Drop the mic. Oh my gosh. If her music says anything, it says she's had boyfriends and they haven't been the best. Exactly. Are you tired of cycling through the endless amounts of trending skincare products that all claim to smooth wrinkles, firm skin, and give you a youthful glow, but they don't really deliver results at the end of the bottle? Well, support for today's episode comes from One Skin, founded by a team of four female PhD level longevity scientists with over 15 years of experience studying the biology of aging. After testing thousands of peptides, they discovered OS1. The OS1 peptide is scientifically proven to target aged cells, the main source of skin aging, and actually reduces the biological age of skin by several years. Unlike most skincare products on the market, One Skin works deeper than surface level and is designed to promote healthier skin from the inside out. When you have healthier skin, you have better looking skin. 
Give OneSkin a try and see the difference. For a limited time, our listeners can get 15% off OneSkin with our code DOTI at oneskin.co. That's O-N-E-S-K-I-N dot C-O. What I love about OneSkin products are that they absorb so quickly and leave my skin super soft and buttery. I also love that it's fragrance-free. Sometimes products give me headaches based on their smells, but this one, it's perfect. And get this, there's no irritation for people with sensitive skin like myself, lots of refills, cute packaging, and overall, it's just a great product. OneSkin is for everyone that wants to prevent or reverse the signs of aging with a groundbreaking approach. OneSkin addresses skin health at the molecular level, targeting the root causes of aging so skin behaves, feels, and appears younger. It's time for you to experience a new skin health routine at a discounted rate today. Get 15% off again with the code DOTI at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code DOTI. We only have one body, one skin, and only you can choose to make it better. So age healthy with OneSkin. Okay, so a couple other quick pop culture things while we're there. I want to remind everyone that Ariana, well, we're, we're recording this on a Tuesday. It's going to air on Wednesday, but Ariana is on Dancing with the Stars tonight, you guys. Yay, yay, yay. Please always watch. Please root for her. Vote for her. It is so freaking important. Dancing with the Stars, it airs well, it by this time it aired yesterday, but it'll air every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And you can vote 10 times either online or by text messages. And I'm yes, I'm fully plugging this because this is my fucking girl. Like I have an actual friend on Dancing with the Stars. Online, you can vote at dwtsvote.abc.com, SMS, text Ariana to 21523. Let's fucking go, Ariana and Pasha. I can't wait to get back in town and see it in person. And her body is just going to be even more banging than it already is. Wait, we're going? We're going to go see that live? Fuck yes. Amazing. Are that you sounds, kidding yeah, me? That's incredible. I've been to Dancing with the Stars so many times. I didn't When Lisa know Vanderpump was on it. I went and yeah, but now it's like my actual good friend. And then also, um, just to remind you guys again, this week, oh my gosh, Bachelor freaking recaps are coming. We have Golden Bachelor and Bachelor in Paradise, a double dose of Bachelor Nation. Every Thursday, Luke and I will be recapping and airing on Friday morning. And I'm really excited. And we were just talking about your grandma your mom's mom absolutely she should have been i I wish i would have thought about it and i would have like reached out to casting because she would have been amazing i mean both of my okay so both of my grandmas are single widowed widowed well g is she got divorced Mm. from her last one but um my grandma my other grandma on my dad's side is widowed and they're both actually from very small town in Indiana, very close to where, where he, Jerry's from, where Jerry's from, which is just wild to me. I didn't know he was from up there in northern Indiana. And now I'm looking back like, damn, if I had known more, I would have told G to apply for this. I know. I'm so mad right now. There's always next it's okay. year. There's There's gonna, always next there'll year. be another one. I've got I have confidence that this will be a hit. Yes, I do, too. I'm actually really excited. And I think we did like talk about this a bit, but. You know, the fact that all the women are 60 and up, I really like because I definitely thought there was going to be a little, I don't know, it's it's Bachelor Nation. You never know what like little, um, what is it called? Things they're going to, corkscrews? Throw a wrench. Throw a wrench. Thank you. Yeah. I was like, a corkscrew? What do you throw? What's the tool? Yeah, like throw a wrench in it and like put on some 
put some chicken who's like his daughter's age. Put a 45-year-old. Or 30-something is yeah, what I was or, thinking. Yeah, exactly. Which would be like super awkward because he's 72. But I think it's going to be like a really giant breath of fresh air to air and and watch like mature women not be catty and and like drunk and just like, I don't know. It's just going to be like a different kind of love, a different kind of experience. Totally. And I also think that the women at this age probably, this is an assumption, obviously, probably haven't been competitive over a man in decades. And I don't think they will be competitive. That's they have the to thing. be. What do you mean? Well, no, you don't have to be competitive for a man. You just want to get to know him. It's not like, I don't know if I were on the bat. I don't know. I see what you're saying. There will be competitive nature with some of them. Absolutely. And it, I imagine it will be something that they haven't experienced in decades. And That's that will true. be interesting okay. to watch. Well, we're about to find out. Yeah. And I'm really excited because Matt James's mom is also on it, which is like so cool. So it's going to be really exciting. And then we have Bachelor in Paradise. And I'm not going to lie. First and foremost, I'm excited for Rachel's journey on this. Rachel Rekia. Our friend. Yeah, Rachel's, Rachel's Rachel, cool we girl. fucking love you. Um, we've seen Rachel pretty often as of late, but I can't wait to like watch this part of her journey. Oh, yeah. And we're going to... In Bachelor we, we will try our best to get her on here. I don't know what the rules are, but we're going to try to get her on here for and a And some recap. other Bachelor people. And I have a lot bachelor. of Bachelor friends that we can, we can get to help us out. We can bring in, yeah, to talk about the experience, give you some, maybe some breaks and fourth wall stuff, show you some of the behind the scenes and how this really is. Yeah. Boom, boom, room, etc. Yeah. So to yeah. remind you guys, if you, if you missed or just kind of forgot when we had a podcast with Blake, I had asked Blake very specifically, is the boom, boom, room a real thing? Or can you guys just, why don't you guys just hook up wherever you want to? Like, why don't they just come to your room? Like, I don't get it. Like when you're going to bed, do you have cameras on you? And he was like, he essentially just said like, no, if you're going to hook up, you go to the boom, boom room. And I was pretty shocked to hear that. I'm like, I would find somewhere to hide. Are you kidding me? Well, what's wrong? I've with done reality TV long enough to know where to go and the, where there aren't cameras. I mean, I haven't seen enough of the Bachelor in Paradise seasons to know if it gets used much, but I don't know. I mean, what would be the problem if that's if the thing like that's because the thing. there's cameras in the boom, boom room. They're in the boom, boom room. I mean, yeah. Okay, I didn't know that. That's what I'm saying. So they, so like the covers go up and you like see and you hear sounds and fuck that. No, That's a you. no bueno yeah, for no, me. Yeah, no thank you. Anyway. No cameras in my bedroom. Right, Luke? Right, Kristen. Mm-hmm. Okay, guys. Well, thanks for joining and really stoked for this coming week of Bachelor Recaps. And also, as everyone has been answering, when I asked about Vanderpump Rules, I've told you that I'm not super comfortable with some of the seasons, but I'll just say this. I've gotten a lot of love and support that has said, like, we appreciate you standing your ground on the seasons that are difficult for you. And if you want to skip those or skip over episodes, our listeners have said, like, they totally understand. So I think we need to give the people what they want. And when Bachelor recaps are over, we will go back to Vanderpump Rules. We might just skate over a few things because it's with my boyfriend now. It's a little weird, you know? Right. And I'll just say, if hit us in, in the emails. If there are certain episodes that you want my opinion on that Kristen's not comfortable with, I am willing to give my input on some stuff that she is not willing to relive. So 
let us know. I'm not going to do that on my own. But if enough, we have enough people saying that that's what they want, then I, I will do it. Yeah, we can grab like a, a former, like a former cast member right. or a current cast member to do exactly. it with you. Yeah, it'll that work sounds out. good. Yeah. And it won't be Jax or Tom Sandoval. We'll just throw that out there. Anyway, love you guys so much. Thank you for all the support, all the love. Please rate us five stars per use. And we will talk to you this Friday for our Bachelor recaps and next week on Sex, Love, What Else Matters. Yeah, thanks for listening. Love you. Bye. Make sure to follow us on social media. You can follow me on all platforms at Kristen Doty and follow Luke on Instagram at Luke double underscore Broderick. Be sure to click the subscribe button so you can stay up to date with new episodes every single Wednesday. Thanks for listening. See you next week. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.